are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a January 1st. Monday night edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast, the first episode of 2018 here on Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, editor and writer at LeBronWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group, and former Blazer beat writer. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The Blazers were back in action on Monday night, their first game of 2018, the second game of a three-game road trip, and after trailing by as many as seven points, and they jumped out to an early lead, but then Chicago stole it right back, and Chicago was in control for a lot of the game, and the Blazers were able to storm back in the fourth quarter after given up a lot of points in the third. Al Farouk Aminu hit some big shots down the stretch. C.J. McCollum with the big buckets down the stretch. And the Blazers get the win 124-120. As I mentioned, C.J. McCollum did a lot of the work in the second half. He had 32 points, 27 of them coming after halftime. And this is an overtime win, by the way. The Blazers win in OT. Uh... It's a day with a lot of overtime because that one college football uh, semifinal, Oklahoma and Georgia had a bunch of OT, and then the Blazers went into overtime later after that. And uh, they come away with a big win, CJ with 32, 8, and 6 rebounds. And as I mentioned, Al Farouk Aminu, huge down the stretch of the game. He had 12 of his 24 points in the fourth quarter, all three-pointers that came in a night where he also played 41 minutes. CJ played a team-high 44 minutes, nearly 45 minutes. And Evan Turner probably had his best game of the year with 22 points and six assists. He did a lot of his damage in the early going when the Blazers stormed out to an early double-digit lead. But, uh, you know, they... What really mattered is that they get this victory uh, after a really disappointing loss to end 2017 to the Atlanta Hawks, who have the worst record in the league. They they, they really dropped one there. They had no Damian Lillard again, once again, as he continues to rest. Uh, and, and he may play tomorrow when they face the Cleveland Cavaliers. But the Blazers get an important win to get back on track to to get a, a win on this road trip before they go to, into the final game of it in Cleveland against the defending Eastern Conference champs. Uh, that is going to be a really tough game. They're getting Isaiah Thomas back tomorrow. He is going to play. That is official. And uh, the, the crowd is going to be going crazy. It's the first game that Thomas has played. He's going to be coming off the bench. But uh, I think the excitement's still going to be there for Cleveland and the Blazers really could not mess up an opportunity here against a team that they're better than. And even though they don't have Dame, I, I, and even though Chicago has played much better 
They had won seven straight games at home coming into this game, and the Blazers snapped that that win streak. But the Blazers are still a team that has expectations, a team that has aspirations of, of being in the playoffs and being, you know, a middle seed in the Western Conference. And uh, when you are a team that has aspirations like that against a team that is having a good stretch of play but is ultimately rebuilding, you know, this is a game that you need to win. And, and credit to the Blazers for fighting in this game. Uh, another guy who had a big game off the bench was Pat Connaughton. Connaughton had 16 points in 22 minutes off the bench. And uh, Yusuf Nurkic did not score a lot, but he played really good defense, grabbed some clutch rebounds for the Blazers down the stretch, made some good defensive plays, and like the rest of the team, took care of the ball. The Blazers only had eight turnovers tonight after having 20 against the Hawks. The, the Bulls are not the same type of team as, as the Hawks, and they, they aren't trying to turn you over. They have Robin Lopez in the middle, and they try and play you know more conservative defensive style. But the Blazers took care of the ball. They got quality shots, and they had one of their best offensive games of the season, shooting 42% as a team from three. They went 16 of 18 at the line. And uh, they got a lot of assists, lots of ball movement for the Blazers early on in the game. And then C.J. McCollum really started to take over in that second half. And Al-Faruq Aminu as well, just delivering some huge, huge shots and continuing to have a great season shooting the three and kind of breaking out of a slump. I think he went, I think he only made one three over the last two games. And... He really stepped up into this game and and knocked a bunch of shots down. And, and not just knocking down shots. The other impressive thing that I was really blown away by from him tonight was he was attacking the basket, kind of creating, doing some things off the dribble. He had a nice little post move and a hook shot, kind of a, a dream shake type of move. And, and he did just a lot of different things in this game. That I was I was really impressed with and came away, you know, that was fun to see. You know, CJ turned it on late, and we know CJ can do that. But CJ was kind of non-existent for the first half of the game. He only had five points, and it took him until I think three minutes left in the in the first half to get his first bucket. And the Blazers really needed that late, but. Uh, Evan Turner got going. Aminu was solid throughout the night and did things in a lot of different ways. He looks really confident right now in his offensive game, and he looks smooth. It, it, it looks like the work, you know, the work is starting to pay off for for Aminu, and he's been putting in this work for a long time and last year he had a rough season he got hurt he didn't make his threes and last year was a year where I remember he was putting the ball on the floor more and it looked like that was kind of taking away from maybe his three-point game because he looked like a more comfortable player off the dribble but he wasn't making his threes and so you were wondering okay well is he doing too much is he trying to expand his game too much and this game especially 
you know, it really stood out to me how it could maybe start be starting to come together for Aminu a little bit. And if he can continue to do this consistently, uh, that's a game changer for the Blazers. Will he be able to do that consistently? I mean, this season he has done a pretty good job, and, and they're not going to need him to create off the dribble every night because they're going to have Dame back soon. But if he can feel that confidence in his offensive game and not even just be dependable when he's making his threes, but he can also, you know, do some things in the improvisational parts of the game where plays break down and someone has to do something that he can do something and it leads to something positive. And uh, in the Atlanta game, he had a nice Euro step move in, in, in the transition and Hey, um, maybe it's starting to come together and then maybe this is some of the work paying off. And I think the confidence that he has right now, I mean, he had a couple of shots where he just got it and just quick, let it go. And, and he hit two huge back to back straightaway threes, uh, CJ hit big shots down the stretch as well, but uh, I think the the reason why I'm talking so much about Aminu is that uh, it, he just looked so confident out there, and he did it in a different way than what I'm you know usually accustomed to seeing him play like that and and deliver. And so uh, you know this is the Aminu that the Blazers had a couple of seasons ago. But I think he's even he, he's better now. He, he's not even I think it's unfair to him to say that this is the Aminu of two seasons ago just when he was making threes because he's a he's shooting the three better. And I think B on the offensive end, he's doing he's doing it in different ways. And I think that is always what you you know wished he could be. And now, you know, he's showing signs that, you know, maybe he's turning into a more uh you know more well-rounded player and and, you know he's still a young player so maybe we shouldn't be surprised by this but he really uh you know he he really has gotten better this year and this is a game where he really delivered on that and another guy who delivered was Evan Turner in this game and you know he's had a rough year shooting the ball and tonight he he had a, a, a huge night for the Blazers 10 of 14 you're not gonna be able to count on that every single night but uh, he, the, he just had more confidence. He got to his spots. He was in his hometown of Chicago, so maybe that was a, a boost for him. And he played really well, and 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 that helped the Blazers survive tonight. You know, those were really the three main guys, and then Connaughton as well on the offensive end helped deliver uh, in a big way. And a, another guy that uh, you know I didn't talk uh, much about in the first part of that recap about this game was was Nurk and he had he had a huge game his defense along with Aminu I think really is the glue that holds the Blazers together they also got some great defense from Shabazz Napier down the stretch it may have been a foul but it didn't look too much like a foul to me he may have like grazed it but it would have been kind of ticky tack but uh, the Blazers, maybe they get away with one, and, and hey, I guess you know, you take it if he did, but Shabazz Napier played really good defense down the stretch, and, and Nurkic uh, really played great defense down the stretch, and, and this is the, the, the thing that the Blazers have been able to hang their hat on, and 
they didn't, you know, slow down the the Bulls necessarily tonight in this game. The Bulls had some great offensive numbers, and it was great for the Blazers to kind of get out of, you know, I think this is a positive. The Blazers have played great defense all season long. I think they're okay to have a night where they give up a bunch of points as so long as they were able to score confidently and play confidently, which is what they haven't been able to do all season. And to have this type of offensive output where everything comes together, everyone that plays most, at least on the perimeter, really delivered for the Blazers, without Dame to have that, that is a big win for the Blazers. And this is another nice road win for the Blazers, which they, uh, this season, uh, it's not just a 2018 thing. It's a thing that the Blazers have done. And uh, they, they say this a lot more in football, but I, I, I do think it's a truism in basketball as well, and that's that defense travels. And the Blazers, while they didn't play great defense throughout the game, they made huge stops when they needed to down the stretch. They they shut down the Bulls when they were making their comeback. It, it helped that the, the Bulls didn't play Nikola Mirotic down the stretch. Apparently he had a back issue, uh, and, and he's been a big reason why they've turned it around lately. So the Blazers benefited from that, but they really got stops when they needed to. They sh- they slowed down Chris Dunn when they needed to. They didn't give up second chance shots at the end of the game. They closed out on Markinen, you know, at at important times. You know, Markinen still got a couple of threes, but he, the Blazers were able to shut him. You know, kind of close that valve off, especially Aminu, who was guarding him late, and. The Blazers, when they needed it, they were able to count on their defense, and that has been something that they've been able to count on. And I think Nurk really deserves a lot of credit for that. And 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 maybe if the Blazers can kind of turn it around on the offensive end, if they can get something going consistently, they can turn this thing around and be even more formidable in the Western Conference. And instead of just being a you know team that's kind of in the mix, they could be you know maybe in the mix for that 4-5 seed, but right now they got an important win that they needed, and they got it on the defensive end, and I think this offensive output is a good boost for them, maybe a confidence boost that they need offensively when they're going in to face the Cavs tomorrow because the Cavs are going to score points. Kevin Love is, I think, going to present some matchup problems for Yusuf Nurkic on the perimeter the the Blazers are going to have to find a way to score tomorrow against Cleveland if they're going to stay in that game, and it'll go a long way in helping them if they have Dame there as well to kind of combat uh, the the firepower that the Cavs have. Uh, and, and we'll see too. I think there's a chance tomorrow Dwayne Wade might not play because he uh, they kind of have him on a rest plan, uh, and they started to rest him in back-to-back situations. So. Maybe perhaps since Thomas is going to play tomorrow, they decide to save Wade for the following game. So um, the Blazers could certainly use uh, Damian Lillard, though, because Love, LeBron, uh, they can still score a bunch of points. Kyle Korver uh, coming off the bench. So you know this is going to be a, a really tough game, but this was good for the Blazers because Cleveland will 
allow you to score with them sometimes you know they haven't been the most consistent defensive team they're the oldest team in the league and the Blazers need to be able to score score points against the the Cavs to win that game tomorrow so uh I I think for for Evan Turner that was a big game I think you know for Aminu obviously that was a huge game and Nurk I think is gonna have to he's gonna have to figure out a way to make the Cavs pay you know, his big advantage is he's much bigger than Kevin Love. And so, you know, Nurk can also on the offensive end, if he can finish, which has been his struggle all season long, uh, you know, that can, uh, I think, equal, you know, equalize things somewhat as much as you possibly can when you're going against LeBron James. Uh, but big big win and and the defense for the Blazers really stood out there at the end you know I CJ had a, a wonderful wonderful finish to the game and Aminu hit some amazing shots but I really do think the Blazers should be proud of their defense down the stretch and deserve credit for it they they just wanted it it's been the thing that's kept them alive all season long and uh, so far, after this game, they're ranked fourth in defensive rating. So uh, it's really been the defense that has, has kept them afloat. And uh, they needed something like this tonight, I think, for their offense, for their confidence, to to have a nice offensive night and to, not for it to be a, a you know monster game from Dame. CJ did have a good game, but it wasn't his most efficient night. And uh, the Blazers jumped out to a lead with CJ not even scoring that much. So even though they made a little bit of a comeback late and and and, and ha- had a nice rally in the fourth quarter, they were able to you know make that rally because they jumped out to a lead early and they were able to kind of take care of business. So major props to the Blazers for that win and one that they needed before they face off tomorrow against the Cleveland Cavaliers at the queue. Gonna be uh, uh, probably a pretty exciting atmosphere in Cleveland. They're all gonna be pretty wild because they're gonna be getting Isaiah Thomas. For the first time, LeBron posted about it on Instagram. He's he's going to be excited. He's going to be amped. He also may be extremely amped that someone is going to be there to help him take some pressure off on the offensive end uh, and and kind of lower his his RPMs, I guess, for uh, the rest of this regular season. But uh, it also could be a good opportunity, though, to get the Cavs because. Uh, Isaiah Thomas did say today at practice that he doesn't have a rhythm right now. So the Blazers are going to get him while he's still knocking the rust off. And, he, and maybe he, you know, comes back and has some, some nice moments and, you know, everything's hunky-dory. But uh, at the same time, we've also seen that with LeBron's team, sometimes it takes – there's a little bit of adjustment period to getting used to playing with him. And uh, I think – maybe Portland could be a beneficiary of that. I mean, we saw at the beginning of the season, the Cavs started off the season five and seven, and they had seven new guys on the team that they had to integrate. And and now they've got to integrate, you know, probably the highest usage player of the guys that they're going to bring in, a guy that they're counting on 
to give them a chance to win a championship. So there's obviously going to be a lot of time here for them to try and figure that out. But for Portland's sake, they have, uh, I think, a good opportunity to catch the Cavs. So there are two different sides to it. Obviously, the Cavs are going to be excited, but uh, there's also just the the on-court reality that this is going to be Thomas's first game playing with LeBron and the Cavs, and they're going to need to figure each other out. And as great of basketball players as they are, you know, we've seen this, you know, time and again with basketball teams. And I think it's hard, you know, it's it's an adjustment learning how to play with new guys and, and no matter how great those guys are. So the Blazers have a, a big, big game. It's going to be a nationally televised game. It's going to be on NBA TV. So if you uh, do not live in the Portland metro area or the Cleveland area, I guess, you, you know, you can catch that game. Uh, you know, somewhere else if you don't have league pass. So that should be a, a, a really good game, a really uh, entertaining game, especially if Dane plays. Should be a lot of scoring, a lot of action. Nurk's going to have to bring it. I, I think Portland's going to have to do some small lineup stuff. Maybe they throw a Minu on Kevin Love and they try and, you know, go with Harkless on LeBron or something. Uh, I, it's going to be really interesting to, to see what the Blazers do because the, the, the Cavs are a team that are, they're going to force you into some different places. And, uh, you know, maybe this is also an opportunity for Nurkic to say, hey, you know, I can play with the best teams in the league. He, he didn't play in the Warriors game uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, this is also a nice opportunity for Nurkic to, to, to play against an elite team and, uh, you know, kind of show what he's got. In, in a matchup against a, a team that is almost certainly going to be in the NBA Finals. So uh, this is it should be should be a fun one. We'll see if Dame is back tomorrow. He, he sat out again. He said he's getting closer. He said he's going to try and ramp up the intensity. Uh, and he is on the trip. And, and I think him not playing is obviously a, a better sign uh, that they're, they're being cautious with it. And it's also a sign that you know, maybe he plays tomorrow because uh, it would be kind of weird after not playing at all to, to play in a back-to-back. So we'll, we'll see uh, what happens tomorrow in Cleveland. Should be a really fun game. Uh, going to talk to Chris Manning from Locked on Cavs after that one. So we're going to have the post game for you on that end. And that's going to do it for this Monday edition of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Please subscribe, tell your friends, leave us a five-star review, and we will catch you after Tuesday night's game when the Blazers visit the Cleveland Cavaliers on Isaiah Thomas's 